up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to visit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Pete. Pete, how's your evening going? Hey Derek, it's going great. I'm excited to be on the show and talk about... Lightyear. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And this week we've got Sam. Sam, how's it going? It's going great to infinity and beyond. But enough about <laughs> how long this movie seemed. <laughs> it's um, great to see you guys. I do have, I want to point out, I've got with me, this is an, an older popcorn bucket. And I know we're not reviewing Toy Story, but I felt like I needed to bring, this is another older popcorn bucket. This is from Japan, even though it's the claw. And then of course the alien. So, you know, nice. it's not Toy Story, but I feel like it's Buzz-esque, you know? Yeah. I, I could have used those little green aliens in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been some additional comic relief. I agree. I think they would have been uh, an excellent addition to the movie, but you know, yeah. oh well. So, guys, please, if you have not already, like, subscribe, share, join us. Make sure you're never missing any of our shows that we've got coming up because we've got some big ones coming up, especially next week. We got She Hulk premiere coming up. Yeah, more Marvel. Woohoo! <laughs> more Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody needs except Derek <laughs> so Sam we do have a little bit of Disney Plus news what we got going on this week yeah welcome to the Disney Plus news alright there's not too much but some of this news is not so such good news at least in my opinion so Disney's released details about its ad supported tier that is going to be coming this December. Now, what I mean by that is for the Disney Plus subscription. So the ad supported tier will remain at $7.99 a month, meaning you're going to get ads either during your shows or in between your shows. But the ad free version is going to rise to $10.99 a month. And then the bundle, including ESPN Plus and Hulu, will be going up a dollar from $13.99 to $14.99. So we're going to pay the same if you're willing to have ads, but you're going to pay $3 more if you want to continue with an ad-free version. So and to me, it's going to be interesting because as of now, I get this free through, still get this free through Verizon. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see which version Verizon still gives us for free. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I have the same question. thing. I actually, I actually signed up. I'm a day one subscriber. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a, what do you call day one subscriber pin from D23. <laughs> and, um, I paid, it was like $4 a month for a three year subscription, which is going to run out come November of this year because it will be three years. And, but I also have the Verizon back bundle and I actually signed on to that now. So I'm not even using my, my, subscription but yeah i mean that bundle has uh hulu i think it's got without, the hulu espn plus and disney it's hulu plus. but it's with hulu with ads i believe in the and bundle I, and, and so is the uh espn plus is with ads i, I haven't actually yeah. used it yet so and i i um, guess that means our subscription is going to be running out because we signed up real early too through the d23 promotion just like you did pete we didn't yeah. i don't think we signed up first day but we signed up with that same promotion so it was the four dollars a month um but yeah, yeah it must be ooh, it must it'll be run expiring. it'll run out november 12th or whatever the date is but yeah i don't know if the verizon one is going to um is going to be ad free or not is, is yeah, the question or, or if they continue it even, I mean, I guess they could suspend it, but yeah, um, we, we don't have, we don't use Verizon. So we don't have that bundle, but we do have, I don't know. We must have some kind of bundle because we do also get Hulu, but I think we had Hulu before, yeah. um, before we had Disney plus. So anyways, if, 
if we hear anything more, we'll share it here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll know. Like, can we pay the extra buck or two to get the ad free Disney through Verizon? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't want to watch ads. So, no. okay. The, in no. other news, this one is, I think, a good news. Um, Don Cheadle provided an update that Armor Wars is still in production. It wasn't announced during Marvel Comic Con, so there were fears that it was going to be, you know, that the series was canceled. But thoughts are, is that, excuse me, thoughts are that will fit into phase six of the MCU. So and, it's still a go. And the idea behind this is that basically, all of Tony Stark's worst fears for his Iron Man technology are coming true. So right. it's yeah. not it's not a happy which I'm kind of gathering from But from, didn't we kind of have that already in one of the Iron Man movies? Um I forget which one it was. No, they was were still three? all functioning Marvel. for him. Well, his um, were, but there was the yeah. copy that right, the guy who copied and made him well, into Ultr- robots and Ultron Kind of, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. was kind of that. Came but we her. also have, in between there, we have Ironheart, which is um, kind of the next ge- generation Iron Man, right? That's the Riri yeah. Jones, mm-hmm. who also is going to be in Black Panther, too. Um, so, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot coming before <laughs> before we get to that. So, yeah. But that's it for the Disney Plus News. It's really, you know, it's a it's a quick update not too much going on not too much release you know we may see some more releases coming soon because d23 is coming up in just a few weeks and so there may be and plus and disney plus day right so and disney plus day is the disney plus d23 day yeah okay yeah so we're gonna have i'm sure there's gonna be a ton of stuff coming soon so this it's probably gonna be quiet for the next couple of weeks and then big news dropping that you know that first or second week of September, I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming we're going to hear a lot of new shows coming. Yeah, in the in the next year, even though but probably they're going to be like of- announcing stuff that's like 2025 because right now they're announcing everything that's 2023 and 20. Well, I'm not talking about Marvel. I'm talking about other things in general. Oh. I think we'll hear a lot of different Star things Wars. coming. Star Wars, oh, yeah, yeah, more Star Wars, stuff. more yeah. Star Wars, more Disney stuff yeah. wait more series stuff on disney yeah there's plus. stuff that's wait, and there's stuff that's not marvel on disney plus what are you talking we, about we saw that today oh yeah, oh, yeah. i thought we watched it may the marvel not have movie. seemed like it was wait, marvel. i thought we watched a marvel movie <laughs> didn't we uh, <laughs> well we watched lightyear yeah. right <laughs> um, which did come out earlier this summer it was released in theaters now before we get into the plot i do want to address at the opening shot it's the idea behind this movie is in 1995. This is the movie that Andy saw that was became his favorite movie, which is why he was so excited to get the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger action figure. Mm-hmm. Pete, I'm going to go to you. Did this movie feel like 1995? It did not. I, in fact, it, it, I really tried to go into this movie with an open mind and I saw it in theaters. So I I saw it maybe a month ago. Um, So it gave me a lot of time to think about it. And that was one of the things that kind of drove me crazy about the movie was it felt like such a, I was just joking earlier, but it kind of almost felt like a Marvel movie. Like there was a lot of heaviness to it. The, the hero was very angsty and he was, you know, all these things. And it's like, that's not 1995 1995 is and i and i went back and i was looking it's like well what were the movies then well it was like stargate and it was uh you know a year later it was independence day and yeah. these these movies are all very much good guy versus bad guy that's that's yep. what movies were like in the 80s and 90s there was not yeah but we still had uh you know we still had sort of the nerdy guy prevailing in stargate and being re- the real hero so i, I you know right. i have to tell you i i'm going to disagree with you Pete but I'll, i'm going to let you continue so well so i'm just i'm just saying like all the stuff that Buzz Lightyear went through in this movie to me was not what I was expecting from a, a from a Buzz Lightyear movie, and I also expected it to be maybe a little more cheesy because if we were watching, if this movie had been made in 1995, we would look back on it and there would be some some more cheesiness to it. And I don't feel like they they caught that feeling to me. So I'll let you I'll let you argue the uh, the <laughs> pro on it. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think there were a lot of things 
uh, or a lot of things that made me feel like uh, this was a 1990s film. Now, there there were plot lines that were would not have happened in the 90s. For example, um, Alicia's relationship and marriage, right? It probably wouldn't have happened in, in 1995. No, um, but there were but there were a lot of nods to the 90s, right? So there was um, Buzz blows into the cartridge of the Ivan on that first time he goes up. He's trying to hit 80s, hyper, though, yeah. hyper hyperdrive, right? And so he's blowing into the what would be like a Nintendo cartridge, right? So that was 1990s, not really 1980s. We're talking like, yeah, Nintendo, but Super Nintendo, N64, right? That was that definitely yeah. hit me in the 90s yeah. um the the robot cat socks the first uh robot pet toy came out in 19 the 1990s it was called techno it was a robot dog and it was the big toy for christmas i don't know what year in 19 i think it might have been 1995 but I, i'm not sure um but that was kind of a big deal. And they, you know, obviously socks was now a robot cat. So that was another nod to the nineties. To me, the music felt uh, kind of nineties. If you looked at like the computer screens, they all looked like the old windows from the nineties with the sort of boxy layout and, and framing. Um, so there were a lot of visual things and auditory things that were very nineties that gave it a nineties feel i agree the plot did not fit within necessarily you know what would have ha- would have would have been in a normal 90s movie but it's not it's being released in 2022 right so it's got to be updated for today's you know time too so i think they did a good job in balancing nods to the 90s without recreating a 90s movie in its entirety there were some nods to star wars there were some nods to 2001 space odyssey there were you know there were a ton of of you know little easter eggs here and there throughout the movie that were clearly nods to movies that would have been that would have been closer in time but preceded this movie if it had come out in 1995 and what, what i you- will will give them is there were a lot of nods to things that buzz said Yes, for in, sure. In the Toy Story movies, for uh, sure. they didn't they didn't give him put him in Spanish mode, but <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting at some point for him to try to, to him to speak Spanish. That would have been yeah. great. No but um, I, I do think that part of it was there were a lot, you know, a lot of and they weren't necessarily just like the to infinity and beyond stuff. It was kind of more subtle lines from, you know, that the buzz had said at some point or another. Yeah. Um, so I like about I did, the terrain and yeah yeah, yeah. so that so that was uh that was kind of cool but um no sign of intelligent life right yeah no, there was I, there was a lot of because my daughter and I yeah. every we, we would go okay that's number five yeah <laughs> we would each other with every with every time they they came up with a line so there was there was quite a few of those and um you know and I do think they captured Buzz pretty well. Um, and, uh, even I know, I don't know if we're going to be talking about this later, but like not using Tim Allen to mm-hmm. me, that wasn't that big a deal. I know. Yeah. We, we're going to talk about it a little later. So maybe I'll hold off on, on getting into that. Um, but do we want to do a quick summary of the movie? Can I talk on this point guys. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, uh, the techno, the dog, I did look it up real quick. Came out in 2000. No, really? Uh, yeah. It was oh, the year wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, for me, sworn it was the '90s. If I was a 10, 12 year old in nineteen ninety five, this is not the movies that I was watching. Yeah, that's true. That watching at all. That's true. Um, for one, it probably would have been considered, for the most part, too scary for a kid to go see in the movie theaters because it would have been a PG thirteen, and parents would have been right on the edge because this would have been a PG thirteen movie in nineteen ninety five, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know it. <laughs> You guys mentioned the, all the different quotes. To me, that was trying too hard. That was really trying too hard to get all of the different things he said to play off those references of the original Toy Story. That part didn't necessarily work for me. But as far as a 1995 movie, this was not a 1995 movie aimed at kids. This reminded me, if 1995, you take away the language and this was Alien or Predator. Now it was obviously wasn't that scary. Yeah, but it was like that kind of adult. Way too serious 
Yes, adult or a, themes. For a right. kids movie in 1995. Right, Agreed. and we got to and we got to remember how old was Andy in in that first Toy Story 10, movie? 12, like, somewhere in that. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, it, I don't think he was 12. I think it was yeah, like yeah. 10 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, old. he was he was definitely like eight. Just because if he was 18, then 10 years late. Well, did Toy Story three come out 10 years later? Well, it came out more than 10 years well, later, but is it supposed? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, he was not old enough to. This would have been way too mature of a movie for him. Yeah. So, Pete, let's go in and go a little bit through the plot. There's the little bit of it that there was. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, I, th- I, I think the opposite. I think there was way too much plot. So um, the Toy Story, I'm just looking this up real quick. The Toy Story script says that Andy is six in the first Toy oh, Story. And how the heck is he seeing this movie? <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, a, a slight answer to that, but I'm going to hold it until we talk about um, uh, another question. Cause I think it fits okay. in nicely okay. to that question. All right. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, go through this plot pretty quickly. Um, again, we talk about spoilers on this show. So if you really care about the plot of this, this movie and don't want to see it, go watch the movie first and then listen to this. But basically um, Buzz Lightyear is a space ranger that's on a deep space voyage where he's asleep. Uh, there's a, they, the, the ship discovers a planet that has life on it. He's the first one that's woken up. They land on the planet and basically he ends up wrecking the, uh, wrecking the ship as they're trying to escape from this planet. Cause there's a bunch of nasties, nasty things on the planet. Um, beyond that, they end up spending the next third of the movie um, with him trying to develop a crystallic fusion, uh, flight simulator and they can't get the fuel mixture right and he ends up uh, taking off going into space and he comes back and it's like what two or three years later like he, he's like he's basically four it's, years later it's okay basically flight of the navigator for animated it's right the faster, you, faster you go closer to the speed of light right the more time more right your time takes compared to everyone else's so like so but he's basically determined to fix his mistake so he just keeps doing it over and over again and eventually he ends up he, he basically jumps a couple years at a time and ends up all his friends are dead and everything like that and then the last time he finally he gets this little robot uh cat called socks somehow the robot calculates the fuel, fuel mi- mixture that all the other so so ba- uh and i shouldn't skip out on this the the base itself all these people on the spaceship have basically made a place for themselves to live and protect themselves from the creatures and the plants that are attacking them which Pete, um, real quick, can we take a moment and appreciate the humor of socks and the comic relief that socks plays in this movie yes such- yes was such a reminded me a lot of an intelligent Doug in Up. It's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of what Socks reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely much needed humor in a movie that was pretty serious. Well, most yeah, of, I mean, most of the to, time. To your point, Pete. You know, his best friend Alicia, who's actually his commander. Um, you know, every time he comes back, she's older and older, and then eventually she's got you know, she's married and then she's has a child and then she has a grandchild and then she's got white hair and, you know, and then she, and then the last time he, you know, she's passed away and she leaves this heartfelt, you know, message for him, uh, which by the way, spoiler, you will cry. If you don't cry, you have no soul at that. I have no soul. (laughs) Oh, you guys. (laughs) It it was a touching moment, but, but like, again, I was like, Oh, no wonder Andy loved this movie. Everybody loves (laughs) best friends dying. And you know, (laughs) best friends, (laughs) but anyway, it was was a beautiful, it it was a nice moment. It was a very nice moment in the movie, but yeah. And then, so the last time he, he, he gets his robot cat to also solve all, solve the problems again, that somehow all the other uh, computers in the station can't solve. And he um, steals the ship at that point to do one last flight. 
ends up going 60 years in the future at that point, I believe, or yes. it's, it's a larger yeah. jump into the future and uh, comes back and has solved the problem. But now they're being attacked. The, the, he finds that the base is being attacked by a, by a spaceship. And here's where we probably about halfway into the movie come across Zerg and the Zerg bots uh, that are attacking the ship, but he doesn't actually go back to the base. He ends up crashing out at some outer base and he ends up teaming up with some uh, misfits. Yeah. Misfits is a good way to put it right there. There's some recruits yeah. that aren't great. Uh, we get Taika Waititi uh, as one of the misfits and he's awesome. And actually, actually the misfits are pretty entertaining. One of them is uh, Alicia's granddaughter, I believe. Um. Yep, Izzy is the granddaughter Izzy. of Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, now Buzz is all torn about should he use these people that aren't really trained as soldiers and should he go on on his own? Um, and then there's more adventures fighting the Zerg bots and things like that. Eventually, he ends up going up onto the ship to try to defeat it. And here's the big spoiler. Um, you know, we all think that Zerg is his father, or maybe is his father from Toy Story 2. No, turns out. What do you want to say? And I was going to say that pulls us into this point and <laughs> is, you know, the continuity with Toy Story 2 is right. an issue. So, so I will say in Toy Story 2, the main reason they did that was for a Star Wars joke, right? Of course. That, that you know, Luke, you're, my, your you're my father. No! <laughs> yeah. But in, but in the end, the rest of that movie was, oh, yeah, he's my father. Let me play ball with him and everything like yeah. that. Well, in this movie, the twist is not his father. It's another Buzz Lightyear from further in the future. Um, and this is where the movie jumps the shark, because <laughs> when you play with sure. time. Yeah, no, this is to me. This is where the movie jumps the shark, because when you start messing with time nothing makes sense anymore. I mean, literally every movie that has ever, you know, messed with time, there is something that doesn't make sense. And this one is one of them. (laughs) End game. So you're saying end game, jump the shark with the time travel. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, okay. I am, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Sam. I hate, there's two good time travel movies that I'll accept. Back, back to, to the future. future three. Yes. Well, no, back no, no, to the back future to, one. I'll give, I'll give back to future one and yep. even back to the, you're right. Back to the future two. Forget it. No. Yeah. And prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> the third Harry Potter movie. Those <laughs> are the only two movies that have acceptable no, forms but, of time travel. But, but the problem with prisoner of Azkaban is they should have done the time turner more and gone back and killed Tom Riddle. Okay. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you get, then you get the half blood prince, which is, awful so but anyways and not the half blood i'm sorry the um cursed child but let's we're not going into harry we're not a harry potter podcast so um apparently we could be we could, no, <laughs> <yeah>. no. <laughs> uh, anyways no. so uh i will agree there's some parts of ed game with the time travel that i don't care for um, yeah, because I'm not because uh, uh, what Sam said, like time travel is almost impossible to do well. And actually, truthfully, Back to the Future doesn't do it very well either. But it's no. so entertaining. It's just a that, fun movie. Yeah, yeah. A fun movie. Yeah. yeah. But so anyways, this in particular, it's I don't know. It's just like it seemed really stupid at this point. It's like, uh-huh. you know, and Buzz has to defeat his himself, basically the older it, version of himself. And it's, the other problem was to me, like Zerg is this huge arch enemy and they built video games with Zerg and there were comic books with Zerg and all these other things. And we get this Zerg that's introduced, you know, as said halfway through the movie and is defeated by the end of the movie. And it's like, this is not the Zerg that was in and the he's, Toy Story movie. And he's also not totally evil, right? Like he's, you know, he's, he's misguided buzz you know so <laughs> sorry derek <laughs> derek's dying to talk except for the fact that if you watch the end 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 credit scene zerg wakes up and is back and is coming out for vengeance 
the oh, you know, I I am I did not see that end and yes, end credit scene. End end credit scene. There's three end credit scenes. Oh my god, so I missed them. Tell me this isn't a really a Marvel movie. <laughs> tell Zerg, me you're a Marvel movie Zerg without telling me you're a Marvel movie. Zerg there are three wakes end up. <laughs> Zerg wakes up in the very last end credit scene. So yeah, that's that how sense. they keep Zerg around. Gotcha. But anyway, Zerg does not seem as evil as he like should be in if you think about him as like the video game ne- arch nemesis right i think that's pete's point um because he's because he is buzz right and so yes he's like this misguided version of buzz right so he is evil but it's you know anyway he's not 100 percent evil perhaps yeah, the, yeah. that the, that to me that's where the that's where the plot really lost me. I understand that Derek, you got lost earlier. I didn't get lost. I <laughs> not lost. Not it. lost as confused. Yeah. I mean, the movie lost your your you know stamp of approval, or, yeah, right. or your buy-in so, exactly. So, but so me, in the that's end, where really, in the end, they defeat Zerg. They oh. go back to the compound. They decide not to try to go home and just stay on this planet. And uh, and Buzz forms the Star Command troops or whatever. He's the leader of the Star Command troops, which makes sense since he's like 180 years old. And <laughs> and he and he chooses to, the misfits as his recruit as, as his right, team as his instead first, of choosing whoever he wants from the from the, from the, troops, the normal yeah. military or whatever. So yeah, and it ends and uh, it ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I thought I stayed for the end credits, but uh, I definitely I didn't see that end credit. Three. Yeah, I, um, I, I, yeah. Maybe I didn't yeah. stay for the third one. I don't remember that. Yeah. But. The third one was after the castle shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's maybe why I missed it. Okay, yeah. okay. So we have kind of glanced on this topic. Does Chris Evans work? as Buzz Lightyear instead of Tim Allen? Yes. Yes. The answer to that question is a resounding yes. He, he definitely, um, you know, he has a different voice, but he, he has a very commanding firm uh, voice kind of similar to the style of Tim Allen. The speech pattern I think he uses in the movie is also kind of similar to, to Tim Allen. Um, but there are certainly differences. But I did hear, I was reading uh, something just earlier today that the director from this film was interviewed to talk about why there, and, and talked about why there was different voice for Buzz than Tim Allen. And the answer was, so Lightyear was a live action film in 1995. So this cartoon was actually, you know, a live action film. Uh, and then there was a cartoon TV series of Lightyear that was on TV following this movie. Please don't let that come out. This I'm telling <laughs> you, this is what this is what um, this is what the director gave us the explanation. And so that person who played Buzz would have been different from the film version to the TV series because that's what happened all the time in the 90s. One actor would do the movie, then a different actor would get recast for the TV series. So I take that to mean Chris Evans would have been the live action character in the movie. And then Tim Allen did the voice of the cartoon TV series. And so the toy was actually from the cartoon TV series. And that's why I would have had Tim Allen's voice. What this, what is helps make a little bit of sense. And I say a little bit of sense because they shouldn't have said this was that movie, or they should have said this was the movie that the TV series was based on that Andy watched. Because I'm going to say, if I'm reading into what he, the comments of the director, to me, this means that Andy was probably watching that cartoon TV series that was based on the movie. And the reason I say that is for exactly the reasons you said earlier, Derek, this was not a kid's movie. So a six-year-old would not have been watching this movie in 1995. Um, this would have been a movie that maybe teenagers would go see and and young adults would go see and maybe middle-aged adults would go see. But this was not a kid's movie. So... But we've seen other, you know, live action movies then have cartoon TV series versions and those cartoon TV series versions being targeted at kids. 
Like but, I said, the problem but, with that is the beginning of the very, the I'm very let beginning Derek of the go, movie. I keep interrupting, but yeah. go, Derek. Yeah, the very um, beginning of the of this movie, saying this was that movie. That I, I think that was that conflicts with what the director said. And to me, this was Captain America doing a Buzz Lightyear impersonation. Oh, that's, that's here, that is all I could hear. Commanding yeah. well, voice. It's him doing Captain America. It's funny. It was Captain America. It was Chris Evans as Captain America doing a. Buzz it is. A, I mean, it is that commanding voice, right? That's how Chris Evans has one version of a commanding voice, but he does have a lot of other voices. If you've ever seen some of his other films, where he's not. Uh, you know, a serious Captain America type. Right, but this was the same type of character. Yeah, it was. It is the okay. same type of character. So, Absolutely. And to me, I'm sorry, if there's any, if Tim, if Tim Allen said no, fine. If Tim Allen was never asked, shame on Pixar. Yeah, As, they could have asked because it was an animated. If it had been a live action, I understand why oh, it couldn't have been him. Yeah. Because trust me, there's a live action with him coming up that no one is really thrilled about. <laughs> Santa Clauses. <laughs> um, if they never even asked him, which yeah. from the sounds of things they never did, to take away that commanding that is, but you shut your eyes, and I don't care if you're listening. If you're listening to Home Improvement, I'm sorry, in my age, that's Buzz Lightyear is on Home Improvement. Yeah. So and he's hilarious. And so it could have brought a lighter. Yeah, exactly. It could have brought more humor to like. So I think Captain America is the straight man, like in all of the you know, he's Uh not the in all the Avengers movies. He's not the comedic relief like other people make jokes at him, but he's never the one making cracking the jokes versus in Toy Story, Tim Allen and Buzz Lightyear, it, it, he's not, I don't know that he's cracking jokes, but he, the things he says are, are hilarious because they're because, so silly. Okay, if Chris Evans is going to do this, he didn't take it far enough. Fair. Buzz, I love Chris Evans and he can do no wrong in my book, but that's a fair criticism. But he could have taken, if he's going to do Buzz Lightyear, you got to go full Buzz Lightyear. You got to go, <laughs> I'm Buzz Lightyear, not I'm Buzz Lightyear. It, 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 he didn't go yeah. over the top enough. Well, but he was also playing it as he was playing it as a live action character versus right. a toy. Exactly. So I don't That's know. Different. I, I didn't really have a problem with Chris Evans as Buzz because there were so many other things that I had bigger problems with <laughs> that, that, fair. that it really didn't. I, I didn't find myself thinking, oh, it's I'm I'm listening to Captain America. That that didn't bother me. Okay. So now I'm with, I'm with Sam. Okay. Now, this was Pixar's June 2022 theatrical release. Pete, should this have been released in theaters or should it have gone the way of turning red and gone directly to Disney Plus? Or should it have changed traded places with turning red? <laughs> well, see, this is the issue I had is that Luca and turning red were both infinitely, yes, I use that on purpose, superior movies to this movie. And those movies definitely deserved theatrical releases. Um, however, I cannot disagree that you're marketing this as a Buzz Lightyear movie that it did deserve to be in theaters. Um, again, I think there was a movie to be made that would have been a lot of fun and uh, fun, fun and funny that could have been made on this concept. I just don't What's think they movie? made it. So, yeah. I, so I, I will, you know, I will say the the for the concept. I think it should have gone to theaters. I think. You know, and I th- I think the movie didn't do particularly well because oh. it wasn't very good. You know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it didn't it wasn't work Toy Story as, caliber. It you know it well, wasn't. It didn't even have to be Toy Story caliber, but it yeah. had to be for ki- it had to be for kids. It had and, to and be and like totally, Toy Story like three caliber. Right? Yeah. No, it, it had to be something that's fun for kids. And to me, I mean, Derek said it. It's this is like a movie, or and you said it too. I think this is a movie to me that if anything is going to appeal to would be teenagers, but it's animated. So it wouldn't appeal to teenagers. So who's it appealing to? Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I wonder, I feel like they should have done this as a live action film, like actually like filmed it live action. I, I think it would have, it might've been better. And then it could have been this serious. Um, and it, 
I don't know that we would have been as critical about it, but because it's like built as the, you know, sort of the prequel to Toy Story and it's about Buzz Lightyear and it's animated, I feel like we were all missing, you know, that humor. I have to agree with you, Pete, though. I feel like conceptually, this is the kind of movie that Disney would want to send to theaters first. But I also feel like Turning Red especially should have gone to theaters first. Um, And I think Turning Red was a better film than this one. So I can't fault Disney for putting out in the theaters before sending it to Disney Plus because they wanted to make money off of it in that way. And so that is, you know, I know it didn't do well in theaters, but it still would, you know, it still made more money going to theaters first and then to Disney plus than it would make just going straight to Disney plus. So, you know, I, I, on balance, yes, it should be released in theaters, but not because it was a great movie. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. So as we always do, Watch a feature film, Pixie Dust rating out of five cups of Pixie Dust. Sam, I'm going to start with you on this one. Okay. I'm going to give it two cups of Pixie Dust because it's not the worst thing we watched. I don't hate it. If it was on, I might watch part of it again. I probably wouldn't. Like if it was on TV and I'm flipping through channels and I can't find anything to watch, I might stop on it and watch for a bit. Um, But it isn't something I'd go back to Disney Plus and go look for and say, oh, I want to rewatch this. So I always think about rewatchability. And that's sort of my line between like a two and a three. And I just don't feel like this movie has a ton of rewatchability. Like I said, not that I, I I wouldn't like it was the only thing on TV. I, I, I don't know that I would turn it off, but it's not something I would seek out to to rewatch. Derek, what do you think? Um, guys, I'm at a 1.5. I would turn this off um, if this is the only thing on or I'd go to Disney Plus and find something infinitely better and beyond. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam stole my comments right out of my mouth because a, a two to me is I don't feel that I necessarily wasted my time watching it, but I would never go back to it. And that's what I feel about this movie is I just uh, that I would I would watch all four Toy Story movies over again Ooh. before I before even I Toy Story four even Toy Story four which yeah is not you a, know what I probably not a great movie but it's not a bad movie <laughs> I I have to agree with you Pete I'd probably watch Toy Story it four again Cars before two. watching before watching I'd watch I'd hmm. I'd watch Cars two before I'd, I'd watch, watch Cars it. two over this there's there's yeah. not many Pixar movies that I would put below this to be quite honest yeah. probably Good Dinosaur I I hated Good Dinosaur oh I don't hate Good Dinosaur that's funny yeah no I would watch Good Dinosaur before watching this but yeah. I'm not sure about Cars two I actually might watch this over Cars two. I will say this is definitely one close. of those. It's is, close. I mean, this, as much as there's some Pixar movies I don't like, this is my lowest rating for any. This is the lowest rating by far we've given any Pixar movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It it wasn't good. It was not good. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it, and it's too bad because it really had potential. Well, and there were some really. Let me just be fair and say there were some really touching and wonderful moments in this movie. So it's not all bad. But the plot overall and and the movie's just not great. There yeah. there were moments in this movie that I enjoyed. There yeah. were there were several moments. And as I said, yes. so I, like watch I did not we again I saw it in the theaters. I did not like want to walk out at any point. Right. Which yeah. which would have gotten it at one <laughs> if I'd wanted <laughs> to walk out. But after watching it, I was like, okay, I don't need to see that again. So yeah. that's fair. Now, we also watched this week, I Am Groot. It's a series of five, they're approximately three-minute animated. The credits are as long as the shorts on on Disney. Yes, they are. But we did watch I Am Groot, and we're going to go with um, Pete first on this one. Of the five, which one was your favorite? Uh, I got to go with Groot takes a bath was my favorite one. I, I don't remember if that's exactly the name, but yes, I, is. yeah, but I did, uh, I did enjoy that one. It was um, probably the one I laughed at the most. Um, if I'm seeing short three, four minute shorts, they need to be funny, funny, funny. And some of these were funnier than others. 
And uh, that was of, of those. That's the one I laughed at the most. I, I liked the the different hair forms that he he formed in that one. So that <laughs> was my favorite one. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Him is the pink one. I I yeah. <laughs> uh what about what about you sam this is so hard because they're so good um the, so spoiler i loved them all um uh, i i love the one where he ends up doing like the salsa dance it's like he's like he's trying to Groot's find pursuit. Groot's pursuit thank you he's trying to find like he there's some being or something on the ship that he keeps seeing sort of whizzing by him, but he hasn't really seen what it is and ends up being this liquidy blob thing. And then the liquidy blob thing goes in the shape of a Groot and starts talking and then they start dancing together. And there's kind of like a dance off at one point. And then Groot's able to get this alien creature like out of the spaceship through the airlock, which is kind of hilarious. And then Groot continues doing salsa dancing in the end. And so it's just like so cute watching him salsa dance. Um, so that's why I would say that one might be my favorite, but I also loved the the one with the little guy. So I'm not I'm not gonna say anything about it. Yeah, I love that one. So I, I will say probably my favorite thing in any of the shorts was in the in the one you're mentioning, Sam, and that's that he had the butt flap pajamas. Yes. Pajamas were so cute. There were little trees and little mushrooms on them. Oh my god! Yeah. So, all right, Derek. Yes, Sam. I was gonna say my favorite was the little guy. Uh, the yeah, where he is. It reminded me so much of an Independence Day. Oh no, in Men in Black Two, the locker. Yeah. Where, but it's just, and they're all of a sudden there's okay, so they're chucking stones at him. Then all of a sudden they have laser yeah. guns and laser yeah. cannons shooting at it's him. It's like Gulliver's Travel and Horton Hears yeah. a Who and oh, it's all of those. <laughs> and it's funny because then at the end you think he's <laughs> he steps on and kills all of them, except yeah. then they do end up all end up popping up as they're okay because yeah. you know it's a cartoon. Yeah. If it was Can I Marvel, you- they'd all be dead. Yeah, but, can I tell you that when we were watching, I was watching these with Brian, my husband, as you you guys know him, but in case the audience doesn't know, and then my son pops in and sees what we're watching and just like plops down and watches the you know the rest of them with us and he loved loved the little guy he thought that was so funny and he thought it was hilarious when he stepped on them and we thought they were dead and then they weren't so yeah <laughs> yeah and now i will say to me the weakest of all of them was the magnum opus one where he he's creating the little uh collage thingy Oh yeah, yeah, the art. That, yeah. Was, that was probably the weakest one. Although they did yeah. get Bradley Cooper to come back to do the voice. It's right. a rocket, yeah, rocket, rocket was. But yeah. to me, that was probably the weakest it, one. It was the it was the least funny. It was the least funny. I, yeah, yes. I thought it, I thought it was cute, but yeah, not not funny. And and honestly, um, the the first one where he Groot's first steps, I think. Yeah. Oh, I like that though. That, that was one kind was of heartwarming. Not it was that, less funny. Yeah, it was it was yeah. fine, but it wasn't. The, uh, those would those would be my two lowest heartwarming, funny, yeah. funny, funny, heartwarming, warming. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Now, we've watched Doug Days. We've watched um, the Baymax series. We question. have. We've watched the Olaf Presents, and we've watched this. Of those four, is this the best one, Sam? Oh, you have to start with me. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is so hard because I love all of these series, but I still have to go with Doug Days. I just I, I I don't know if it's because I love Up or because specifically I love Doug and Mr. Frederickson. Um, and we're never going to get a Mr. Frederickson again because the actor who voiced him, yeah. yeah, passed away. So, um, yeah, I still loved. I it's really close. All of them, frankly, are really close. Uh, um. And I loved all of these, even the ones that weren't that as funny. Um, but yeah, I got to go with Doug Days being the best. Derek, what about you? Um, it's Doug Days. It's it's Doug Days and then Olaf and then this to me. Um, the Olaf, him doing the different movies is so funny. It's really funny. But after about the third or fourth one, you kind of get where he's going on it and they get a little repetitive. Yeah. I wonder what Kate thinks, because I know Kate loves Olaf ones. At least she before seeing this, I know she loved the Olaf ones the best. 
but to me, but it's, she is Groot. She, but, yeah. But to me, it's because <laughs> I actually Groot. watched the Olaf, some of the Olaf ones, and some of the Doug days to kind of prepare for this question. It's Doug days by a landslide. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom was here, and we were watching. We were wa- as we were watching these. My mom was visiting from Arizona. And she didn't know anything about Groot. She, she, she just thought it was weird. But like, we enjoyed this very much. You know, I, I liked it. But then I was like, oh, you got to watch the Olaf ones. And I put the Olaf ones on. And she, she'd seen the first Frozen movie, but she hasn't seen the second one. And we were laughing so hard at the Olaf ones. So I, is this the best one? Clearly not. Uh, I would agree with you guys. I think I like Doug Days the best. And probably Olaf is second. And then... This is probably a little better than Baymax, I guess. I did, I did enjoy the Baymax oh, yeah. series as well, um, but very different because Baymax was more of a story. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were you know eight eight minute shorts as opposed to these being like just two or three really short shorts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but yeah, these are. I mean, look, it's 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 going to take twenty minutes of your time to see all of these. It's worth it. Not yeah. even like 15 minutes if you don't yeah. watch the credits. There's no after say, credit scene, by the I way. I will say one, cr- <laughs> one criticism I do have of this is the fact that on the Olaf Presents ones, where they were also short, there was an opportunity to just play them all in a row. Yes. There was not on this. You yes, had- and and they weren't they weren't in under the same menu either. You had to no. go to like suggested to figure out how many. I actually wasn't sure how many there were. And so that was quite confusing. Just the layout, how it was presented on Disney Plus was not user friendly. They could have had it as I am Groot series and then episodes one, two, three, four, five. And then perhaps and as a six of one, all of them strung. They together. actually did have a menu bar where all five of them were listed. Ah, see, and I, I did not scroll see down that. far enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I missed that. But anyway, it, it made me a little bit confused as to figuring out how many, and I don't know that I watched them in the correct order or if there is a correct order because I just watched them. I I think as long as you watch the Groot's first steps first. And I didn't because of, so (laughs) I watched, yeah. So I didn't, I obviously after realized that one came first, but I did not, um, I did not watch them in whatever order. There was really an order. No, not well, other than the group. Yeah. But, Now it's also interesting. This came between. This was actually between Guardians One and Guardians Two is when this was designed to have come out. So this is something that Kate, if you're listening, I don't know where you where that puts you in your timeline, but you may have to go back and retcon some of these things. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, Pete, I want to go with you on this one. We watched the whole series real quick. Pixie Dust out of five on the I Am Groot series. Three and a half. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. Okay. Four and a half. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to four. I liked it. So yeah. I Super like cute. the Marvel thing. Yeah. He Twice likes in a row. Two Marvel things in a row. I was probably I was one of the higher rankings on Doctor the new Doctor Strange movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's not so. my favorite. Okay. <laughs> right. Speaking of Marvel and a Marvel series that I'm actually very intrigued by is She-Hulk premieres next week. It looks to be very irreverent, very it's very much a, being shown up as a comedy, very much as a uh like breaks the fourth wall, does all that kind of stuff. It's saved by the bell for Marvel. No, anyway. Um, I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't know about that. More like McBeal? Deadpool? Like Deadpool? Where was, you break the fourth know. wall. I was going to say Alec McBeal, if you guys remember that. Uh, yes, I remember yeah. Alec McBeal and the dancing baby. And anyway, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a lawyer, terrifying. so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I Ooh, hope I don't have tough. to be critical. Yeah. I hope I don't have to be too critical, but I, you know, I get, I get really cringy at the way that movies and TV shows screw up all the legal stuff. So we'll see if the, how this one pans out. You guys, I, I oh, did see an interview. They I did see an interview that they actually had a lawyer on the set and were like asking them questions and it was like driving the lawyer crazy because they're like, well, if you had an alien thing doing this, would that what would be the legal ram of <laughs> so they but they yeah. were trying to like 
They're Excellent. yeah. So that's the other part is though. Sometimes they even when there's a lawyer there, do they actually have the right kind of lawyer there? Are they asking yeah. the right questions, and or do they just ignore the lawyer as to how things? I mean, Law and Order is a perfect example. Like a ton of stuff that happens in Law and Order um, would never happen in real life, and so yeah. um, I'm not saying the crimes wouldn't happen, but the way that they do the trial and all that stuff is it's. It's very frustrating to those of us who actually work in that field. So that's all I'll say. I would not be surprised, but I think when you're talking about superhero, yeah, you can suspend terms. You can kind of be a little more forgiving, maybe. Yes, (laughs) you would hope. We'll see. We'll see. But we'll 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 want your expert opinion. All right, sounds good, (laughs) guys. We are actually looking for a couple diamond in the rough suggestions. So if you have any suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Something that you've been watching that you think we need to see, let us know. Uh, we You can also message us on Facebook. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Please, please, we need your suggestions. Um, our next live show is September 8th. We will be going live for Disney Plus Day. And with that, guys, thanks for listening. And we will see everyone next week with the Miss Marvel premiere. Sorry, She-Hulk premiere. (laughs) Howdy, howdy. Hi, guys. Howdy, howdy. Infinity and other stuff. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. (laughs) 